This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. All right, back with a new episode of Off the Break Podcast, here to talk about what we've, excitement we've had over the last week. (laughs) Yeah. Getting ready for Mission Impossible. Uh, Getting ready for this barbie oppenheimer explosion that's gonna hit the box office Mm -hmm. i'm so over wednesday openings and we still have um teenage mutant Ninja turtles after mission to do (laughs) it's just like no i cannot do this anymore paramount is so like easygoing about this they're like oh yeah when it two weeks from now when the box office reports are due it's gonna be a nightmare Uh, it's gonna be such a nightmare (laughs) mess yeah do you do your extra days do you do two days and then seven days? Yeah, or do you do seven, seven days. days and then have two days at the very tail end? You should do seven days and have two at the tail end. It just makes sense. But, man, your calculations are just going to be off. if you And the day you cut checks is just <clears> funky if you don't do the two days first. Oh, it's just a mess. It's Kyle, a it's a mess. <laughs> he has no clue what we're talking about. But nope, it's always not a clue. I'm just happy to be here. Smart, smart man. <laughs> not knowing what that means. Going yeah. to a different line of work. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... It's not like Wednesday openings happen often, obviously, but when when it does, like everyone just gets stir crazy, not just on the theater side, but on your guys' side as film buyers as well. And I mean, when, no one's having fun, but when, movies are supposed had, to be fun. I had a uh, client on mission not realize that a Wednesday opening meant you could do a full show because they're kind of new, a full thing. So mm, I gotcha. didn't notice on. Uh, on their until i saw their facebook page that they had the show times it was like one show mm-hmm. a day for wednesday and thursday and i'm like what are we doing here that's full schedule <laughs> it, it looks yeah. like we're stacking but yeah. it's just that weird opening that people just aren't no familiar and, with but that being said friday is the the best day to open the movies with an early really show on thursday if you can't do, definitely if you can't do friday or thursday wednesday is the next best bet do you remember? What? I think it was Angry Birds that had a Monday opening. Angry Birds two. <laughs> it was the yeah. second. One. Yeah, it was Angry Birds oh, two. That was a and Sony it was experiment. Walked in. <laughs> walked in on Monday morning, and it was like the world turned upside down. Like gravity turned <laughs> off. No yeah. one knew what was going on. Everybody was freaking out. I don't think it was a Monday opening. I think it was a Tuesday. Tuesday with yeah. an early show Monday. With an early show Monday. But it was a. It was a nightmare mess. That That's was the only the way worst. to describe it. The it was absolute like absolute worst. Well, you, well, I've even seen casual audiences just can't wrap their heads around like Tuesday early showings. There's people I've seen online who are confused by that and are saying, "Wait, don't movies come out on Fridays? Why is this movie coming out now?" <laughs> people don't yeah. understand it, but yeah. that leads into our one of our first topics is they figured out Sound of Freedom opened on July fourth. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Holy cow! I did yeah. not expect it to get the press and the amount of eyes on it that it did but impressive work by angel studios i, I mean, guess it was really Sheesh. good it was it's very rare that a film especially something like a faith-based film or something kind of independently distributed mm-hmm. just captures an audience like this has and i love it because these this audience not only came out and fully supported it they even paid forward so they bought advance tickets so that 
other people that couldn't afford to go. So there was this whole pay it forward scheme at multiple theaters, which they're called campaigns, not yeah. schemes. Well, it's a scheme. <laughs> oh, that makes it sound terrible. Sorry. That's a campaign. We tied her to the railroad tracks yeah. in a scheme. Scheme. I got up my mustache and so twirled it. Give us was, the money to give tickets. That was a whole element that was new with this that I just, it'll create a headache for the theaters on box office reports, but but just I gets just, people in. Yeah, it just gets people in and excited. And um, no, I mean, it's a tough film. Don't get me wrong. Like that Sounds like it, yeah. It's, it's a tearjerker. It's a two-hour sex trafficking movie. A child, mm. child sex trafficking. <laughs> There's, it's, it's the it's worst. A, Your worst fears as a parent. But it did $22 million for the three-day, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Or no, no, Tuesday, <laughs> no. Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. It did $22 million, And for the weekend, I, it did eighteen. I had a location... <laughs> Then in six days to twelve thousand dollars. That's a, more than it's done in a in month. A, in a town of like six four, days. In a town of like wow. four thousand people. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, everybody went twice. People did. People did go <laughs> multiple times to it. Man, what a tough movie to see twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I've had to watch Encanto twice, which we're going to talk about next, and that was a tough one. <laughs> oh, but. Uh, yeah, that was a huge surprise, and then we had... You know, the... but it wasn't a surprise if you talked to exhibitors. There was so many calls, so many requests from audiences. Are you going to get this film? Are you going to get this film? Like, little... We were adding towns really up until almost the day of the four, yeah. of 4th of July. Well, like, I shouldn't say surprise was the right word. Surprise not, not for to the, us. To us, for the industry, it was a surprise yeah. for variety it was like what is this yeah, variety, what is Hollywood this movie reporter? and how did this it happen it didn't help like they they use the same other than the pay it forward thing they used a lot of the same tropes they do yeah so like the day before the release they had like mel gibson make a video and talk about it it's like pick anyone else yeah literally pick anyone else to talk about this movie i did why, not know that why do we co- <laughs> yes, why do we keep yeah. going back to that well right pick anyone else you have it could be an age thing like the maybe the no, age it's, demographic it's a f- who uh, like Mel faith, Gibson. Faith and Freedom networking situation. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you have, I, I'm, sure he did, I'm sure he you did plenty, from the man. plenty of press, sure. but Jim, Jim Caviezel is not a Hollywood star anymore. No. No, but he's he not, is, but he kills it in these movies. He kills it in these movies. <laughs> he is. He has definitely got his following, just kind of like how Kevin Sorbo has trans, you know, no. transferred. Kevin Sorbo hasn't made $40 million in six days on anything no but he has his <laughs> God's, he has his god's not dead franchise and a bunch of other of those films. yeah he's he's had a career renaissance in a faith conservative film yeah, making making scale yeah he has <laughs> <laughs> yeah he has making making movies where the the kendrick brothers pay him scale <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but i i just think it's nice you get people in the theater that this might be the only film they see in in the whole year like this is not your normal theater going audience and the whole pay it for campaigns really helped get even more people in and just made it feel like a really community effort and a community involvement yeah i i still don't love the release date i think if we put oh. this in august or september i think the number would be even bigger would have been yeah. even bigger it would have been number one if we put it as a, <laughs> yeah. if we would have put it as a friday opening made it big done all this in a week where there was nothing, where we have Equalizer 3, I yeah. think it would have done gangbusters. I think it would have done even better. Oh, yeah. But that being said, we're gonna. this is going to be running at towns that are running Indiana Jones into Mission Impossible. This is going to open then on the 28th. Yeah. And towns that want to play Haunted Mansion on the 28th, this is going to open on the 11th. 
Mm-hmm. And you can you can say, this is when it's coming in. Get everybody lined up to, for these shows and create it the excitement happen. without yeah. having, because not, still not anywhere else. Luckily, they know they have a cash cow now, so they're right. going to sit on this and try to make as much money. They as do. This. Yeah, they are good about that. They're, they were so good working with exhibitors on any schedule so that you could really work around private showings, other films. It th- They were so tremendous to work with. I really want to just shout out Angel Studios yep. on this Excellent. because they, oh, they sure. got so many more dates by being flexible and working with the exhibitor. They and didn't They didn't fight about holdovers or show nope. schedules or... No, it was really wonderful to work with. And <laughs> the best studios are the <sighs> ones who just want to be there at the party. Yeah. No, just no, want to enjoy they're, themselves. They're, just, they're glad to be there, but wait until they have Sound of Freedom 2 and then it's going to be the same thing everybody's going to fall back into their old tropes like they're going to they're going to think they're disney i know this <laughs> these film studios i've seen their schemes it's yeah the schemes the schemes of these films. that's studios. how you it'll use the word scheme, scheme. Yeah. that one's a scheme uh, it'll be a scheme then <laughs> no no we're just we're really happy with it well, we it call it a great. surprise we kind of knew this was going to happen but the other surprise this week is that the numbers came in for elemental and it's still um holding up very strong and it's surpassed Encanto already and it's going to surpass Lightyear before the weekend's over. Yeah, I was really shocked when I read that on our to discuss, you know, itinerary today. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? It passed Encanto? What? Because what? what? I'm proud of myself for finding this one. You no, did. This is you good did one. so good, yes. Kyle. Cause good Encanto, job, Kyle. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Encanto did, it became something more. Like it was a whole phenomenon that we don't talk about Bruno San was in el- every elementary school all all over the country like it was crazy and every tiktok oh my gosh and then you see just 90 million dollars and then you forget that it was like 2021 and they rushed it to streaming Mm -hmm. and it just it was like oh disney that was actually a good one no it didn't (laughs) matter though it didn't open big like they've they've really struggled with these animated titles well that's true for a lot of them lately mm mm-hmm I don't know. I, I do feel like that one was a 2021 issue, though, because I... Pandemic-related, oh, sure. We still yeah. Spider-Man some... opened, like, three weeks later and was the biggest movie of all time. <laughs> yeah, but we still had <laughs> yeah, some but... people off and on. A month passed. Cold. You're so full of it. That's such a sad excuse. It was 2021. So was goddamn Spider-Man. <laughs> It was like at the end of 21. I don't know. Everyone I, saved their dollars for Spider-Man. I don't know. I don't. We have no idea <laughs> how audiences were reacting to different movies. At that <laughs> it time. was so hard to check. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just had to shrug our shoulders well, and go. I've well, I've made Ken watch it at home with our boys so many times. What Spider-Man or Encanto? Encanto. That makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. Guess what movie she still hasn't seen? <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Correct. Not She's not. She hasn't seen any of them. She like, hasn't seen any movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but oh. I, I, I just know the memes of Spider-Man to <laughs> know the story now. I feel like I don't need to see the movie. In regards to El- Elemental, though, we just have seen Disney so many times and there's just so many worries after that. Once it doesn't hit a thresh mark or a threshold with when it comes to opening, that it's just going to fall off super fast and they'll immediately rush it to streaming. But Elemental doesn't seem to be having that happen quite yet. Right. Correct. The flip side of that coin. <laughs> Yes. This is Indiana Jones, where we saw a a moderate drop. I think it ended up being like 58 or 59%. Mm -hmm. But that's it's not the $150 million opening that they needed it to be. Right. So it's going to be a struggle to keep this on screen. Yeah, we 
a lot of the little towns didn't keep it on screen. We were planning on like maybe that third week, you know, just we kept it kind of open. Um, we didn't rush any Sound of Freedoms, you know, into or that Mission spot or missions or, or mm-hmm. anything. But re- it came down to it. It dropped harder in the little towns than it did other places. Like it's held up pretty good in bigger spots. But, you know, when everybody kind of saw it, they just wanted to see it once. There wasn't any repeat viewing of it. So, yeah, I can buy that. <laughs> Kyle, yeah. Kyle, give Kyle us his remembers. Review. I remember. <laughs> yeah. if, I was, if I was the youngest one in my auditorium i wasn't expecting there to be many people rushing back to see this one so (laughs) pepperidge farm remembers (laughs) when you could crack the whip where there's original remembers yeah (laughs) kyle's in there all by himself and everybody's all these canes rattling (laughs) oh but yeah that that being said we've got the last like tentpole of the summer in mission impossible opening I don't, I, I thought that was the case, but I don't think that's the case anymore, Ken. Barbie. Barbie. I think it's going to be Barbie. Let's go party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Come on, Ken. Become... <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally my namesake. Yeah. <laughs> He's just I w- Ken. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised because my, my parents say they named me after a person they have no photos of who was apparently in their <laughs> wedding. But they can't prove he existed. <laughs> And so I'm what? either named after Kenny Loggins or I'm named after Ken and Barbie. For all you know. Yeah, for all I, it might as well be. I mean, maybe there was a... He has a godfather a, he's named after, okay? He made it sound no, creepy. Is there incorrect. a kid in no. one of the wedding photos that has like a Ken doll kind of halfway in the photo? It's, no. I was, <laughs> and they're I like was, close enough. The head's peeking in. <laughs> I, was, I was named after somebody named Ken and I've never met him and my parents haven't seen him <laughs> since their wedding. I was going to say, <laughs> I have never met this Ken no, either. no. You haven't met him. My my technically my father hasn't met him because he hasn't seen him in thirty five years. <laughs> the story's amazing. Yeah. So I'm just assuming I'm named after Kenny Loggins from Danger Zone and Top Gun or Ken from Ken and Barbie. Well, you're gonna get so much Ken memes thrown your way after oh. this movie comes out. Oh, you out? think that's gonna gonna happen? Yeah. You don't think I survived, I don't know, elementary school? <laughs> <laughs> It was either Ken and Barbie jokes or Tom Cruise jokes, since we share a last name. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was those two. So I'm <laughs> adequately prepared for the next month. I didn't have any jokes made about my name growing up, so I don't know really? what that's Cody? about. <laughs> yeah. Really, bro? None? None. Sick, bro. Dude, really? <laughs> no. Okay, man, if you say yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. I know. There was one time in a Ninja Turtle raincoat, uh, somebody asked me if I was a boy, and... I had to say no. But. Sorry, say that sentence again. <laughs> One time in a Ninja Turtle raincoat where I was mistaken for a boy. You were in a Ninja Turtle. I was in that written Ninja Turtle. Okay, raincoat. I thought you were yeah. saying someone in a Ninja Turtle raincoat. <laughs> she remembered it so yeah. she remembered it so vividly. She knew he was wearing worn out. It was raining. I've, it Chuck was Taylor's. a rainy Tuesday. I don't know why that one sentence made me feel like I blacked out for a second, but I thought I missed a lot of details no, with just that. Saying that was the only no. time well. I ever was I guess made fun of. Spe- the closest. Like, Spe- God, you're lucky. Speaking okay. of blacking out. Well, I know I didn't have a Kyle or a Ken name. <laughs> speaking of blacking out. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I blacked out and completely missed the opening of Joyride this last week. Yeah. You and everyone else. <laughs> yeah. The the grosses so the grosses were were rough and you know the review. I haven't even seen actual reviews of this because I'm not 
actively I looking for. I had it. a crazy story. I don't think I've told you guys about that from one of my clients about mm-hmm. Joyride. A mother took her kid to it, a younger kid. It's a rated R raunchy comedy. Like yeah. there's nothing the, in the, the market. The trailer is raunchy. Yeah. yeah. She comes out, she's like, you know, there's a lot of graphic sex in that movie. Yes. <laughs> The manager was like, why did you take your child in? Yeah, that that's a fair response. They stayed for the whole movie. No. They didn't come out After early. Complaining. They didn't they complain. Came, they watched the whole movie, then came out and complained. Yeah. Well, I just, why are, I'm why guessing, are people like this? I'm guessing this is somewhere. We have the internet in our hand. No, Kyle, this is somewhere. You have to buy where... your tickets online. You can't be like, what's the reviews? They're, they have clips. This is somewhere, second trailers. somewhere where it's hot in the summer and these people's <laughs> brains get fried they have and to. they can't focus and they're just like, take me joyride. That seems like a nice movie. It has girls in it. It has bright colors. It, it seems, must be for it kids. It seems happy. Yeah, yeah, it seems happy. Joy, happy, I'm in. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that yeah. stuff drives... Those types of stories drive me nuts. Well, let's, let's hear your review of this wholesome family comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was so, it, Kyle? How was it? turns out it's none of those things. <laughs> it's not a comedy either? Oh, oh God. No. <laughs> no, it is It is a comedy. <laughs> I should have clarified. It's not wholesome, not for families. A nice comedy, though. I, I did have a good time with it. I had a gr- some great laughs with it. Uh, the main four leads, I thought, all worked well together. Uh, much more compared to, like, when they were separate and had to do their own jokes individually, mostly just because I think the direction and some of the editing kind of lacked a pacing to really nail down the jokes to where i don't know you kind of feel that in like the best comedies to where a scene is directed and then crafted into a certain yeah. way to where the joke just absolutely lands perfect it's not just the actor that lands it but right. just the, the way timing. the the visual timing of it all works i did see notices i did notice um a lot of the movie kind of suffers from that but i still think the actors all together just carried enough of it with their um chemistry with one another and just making the humor work to where i was able to be win over won over by the laughs at it in the end and i thought the story was sweet about um kind of like finding your place in life whether it's through your culture whether through it's through um other means other aspects of your life so Mm -hmm. yeah i i wish this got a lot more attention obviously but it is from Lionsgate, so it kind of makes sense why um, it didn't get as much eyes right. as say other studios such as like Sony with no hard feelings did, but, uh, I had a good time with it anyway. Well, I think it lacked a big name. Like, I think that's where Sony did good cause they got Jennifer Lawrence and she, I think she carried some Well, extra. I don't think you have that movie without <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. You could. It doesn't that, make sense. That's yeah. true too. Well, what stinks is one of those actresses just got nominated for Academy Award. So, but, and they could have played that even though she's not like the lead in the movie, mm-hmm. but so it just made me chuckle when you're like, there's no one big, and she, this actress is certainly not like a big name, but she was like, yeah. you know, almost winning Academy Awards. So it's just, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Might just, have fallen. Yeah, exactly. It's just, well, it's just odd. Yeah. Odd not how that not to compare out. movies with, you know, AAPI actors, but Crazy Rich Asians was a fall release. Yes. And it blew the doors off everywhere. Mm-hmm. In our little towns, it did amazing towns that don't have representation in them so no so having this buried in the middle of between indiana jones right. and, mission, <laughs> and mission impossible, impossible is, is a tough place for this where mm-hmm. it's same thing with like i said with sound of freedom if they put it elsewhere i feel like it could have done even more even more and business, this yeah. and this obviously couldn't have done much less so yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah putting it in these spots i mean i know they have they have white bird 
somewhere in August, September, but it's, this is a perfect August, September, October, October movie. It's interesting totally. the science and the timing and the luck that goes into a, picking a release date. Yeah. And sometimes you're just, you've picked and then you see where the other studios move around and you, then you just get stuck. And I wonder if Lionsgate just got stuck on this date. Yeah. That, Cause that it, could just be that. If they would have done it in August, it could have been an Easter Sunday situation. It ended up being an mm-hmm. Easter Sunday situation nonetheless, but I think they were hoping, Ooh, maybe July will luck out. Sure. Sure. And get the spillover audience. They were hoping to pick up the crumbs of the people who couldn't get into Indiana <laughs> yeah. Jones, but there were seats available. <laughs> Unfortunately. I, I don't know. I would, I wouldn't have picked a July date for that film. No, but does, I don't know. They might have other, they have, they have expendables. So let's but, hope that that does yeah. better. Oh, I forgot about that one too. I, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I know the crossing our fingers, <laughs> the, 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 erotic thriller that turns into a buddy cop movie halfway it's, through according to the trailer it's just yeah. so disappointing every time i see that trailer now i just get more and more disappointed because i have to pause it and check and see what i'm watching not that i not that i really am craving to see like a jason statham megan fox romantic action comedy movie but the trailer sets up so well to where it's like this could be something cool and then Sylvester stallone just knocks on that door <laughs> ruins everything and then it's just a slog to get through that trailer afterwards Sylvester Stallone is the megalodon in that where he just (laughs) rolls over the whole movie it's like what is going on now but instead of being excited for it you're just disappointed there's no cute dog to save the day probably not no and I am so pumped for him in Meg 2 that last one he is he saves so many lives and kicks so much ass and kills so many giant sharks that they have to give him two love interests in the movie Two separate ones because of how... You remember the plot? Oh, (laughs) baby. I love that movie. Oh, we're so going to see (laughs) it. I love love shark movies. Give me any shark movie, I'll watch it. We're totally going to see this one, this next one. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to go with somebody that's enthusiastic about it. I might go to the trade screening of this one. I'm really excited for this one. I might drive down to Salt Lake to see this one because I am pumped about it. But... Back to what we have on tap right now. What are the people pumped about? I Kyle's got some crazy numbers on here. I'm going to let him go through this. Yeah. What and we're going to discuss? <laughs> uh, well, Cody was asking, "What are the, what are people really pumped about? Mm-hmm. They're pumped about Barbie. They're pumped about Oppenheimer, and they're so pumped about those movies going head to head on the same weekend that Barbenheimer has become a, a name, a tagline, a, a craze." People are making memes it. about this movie. People have made shirts for this movie of like collages of Oppenheimer's like gray <laughs> suit and hat surrounded yeah. by all the pink <laughs> that's Barbie. in the Barbie movie. Did you see how many tickets AMC is is selling these as a double feature? Yeah. Did you see how many tickets they've sold? Twenty thousand dollars. No, no, twenty thousand tickets. Individual tickets. Yeah. For yeah. Double feature. Twenty thousand tickets. That's insane. You know how awesome I mean, that I mean, is. Yeah. AMC, but that's a. That's a massive number. That's a number where you're like, I, oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> in my career, and I've been doing this for over 10 years, closer to 15, if I've ever had closer excitement. Stop it. <laughs> 15. <laughs> if I've ever ha- encountered a- excitement over a double feature of two competing studios yeah. that was born out of the audience 
wanting to support it and then you get the actors involved like mm-hmm. this has become like a whoa whoa, whoa we're not gonna, we're not going to be enemies here we're going to try to be friends it's not a niche thing it's general audiences yeah. have noticed and they're gravitating towards as it as competitive as these studios are and they will slit each other's throats for a parking spot yes oh, they, yeah. will. they will they which we've been watching on this release date between these two films mm-hmm. yeah and, and mission. With mission impossible it's been it's been a mess and then all of a sudden there's some excitement on social media that is funneled into New York and LA and they're mm-hmm. like let's be friends yeah <laughs> let's make this happen together I have I have really enjoyed watching the studios go at each other mm-hmm. regarding these movies so between Tom Cruise coming out about not getting the PLFs and the IMAXs because mm-hmm. of the Oppenheimers getting it on yep. the second week of his mission and then all the phone calls made by that and then Christopher Nolan having to make phone calls being like, you need to support me. That whole drama, I was like popcorn ready. I was there for. And then now you're adding like Barbie's like waiting in the we're wings being like, what see, about me? We're just excited yeah. to be on screen and yeah. you can go see Oppenheimer too. Yeah. And then they They're turned just killing it. killing everybody with kindness. Yeah. They, <laughs> they somehow turned the whole narrative into a, let's just have a party like a, at the movie theater on, all day long. We are... Very small fish in the in the pond of film exhibition. Yes, as film buyers for what we do, but we have individually spent. I mean, I probably spent a dozen hours, and you probably spent twice that. Yeah, talking about these PLFs and Oppenheimer, and and, and Mission. Yeah, and going back and forth for them to all of a sudden be best buds. Right, <laughs> it's so annoying. Have you guys seen um, uh, the headlines that Oppenheimer scheduled their official press screening for? I forget. It was like a week ago, like last Tuesday or something. And then Barbie or Warner Bros. quickly was like, oh, it just so happens that we are also going to have the press screen on the same day at the same time, just opposite of town. So uh, <laughs> go ahead and choose. <laughs> you can't go to both. <laughs> you can't go to both. Is that where everybody's like, we're going to go to both. It, this isn't choosing sides. At least general audiences. They put one in both. Burbank and one in Oxnard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you literally cannot be at both at the same mm-hmm. time. <laughs> And we'll, we'll do it at 5 p.m. on the 405. You know that, that Oppenheimer is over three hours. Oh, yeah. And then you have trailers on top of that. Well, they're not going to cut them and short. You, no, and then nope. you have cleaning. So then say they get out of a... I would go to Barbie first. Okay, in my in my double feature strategy, mm. I definitely go to Barbie first. Okay. Because afterwards, I'm going to be and then so exhausted that I'm just going to want to go home and go to bed. Then I'll have a... After six hours of movies, you're not going to want to go. Oh, home you're talking and go about the double feature yeah. and then going you said home. After okay. Barbie going home. No, no. Oh, sorry. I meant <laughs> yeah. to say after oh, then. Okay. Then you go to Oppenheimer, and you're pumped from the Barbie. You're like high on all the Mountain Dew um, Slurpee things that they have. <laughs> why do I feel ICs. attacked? Yeah. Because that's my favorite. <laughs> I'm, I'm it's talking a good about me yeah. here. And then, uh, and then you go into something really, really sad. But I don't think. I think there is some. People that are going to do the opposite. They're going to go the sad movie first and then get pumped up by this, oh, yeah. by the happy movie. But I think I'd rather, I think I'd rather just get the good movie out of the way and then, then trudge into the sad one. Yeah, but it seems like based on this report that we just mentioned that AMC Stubbs noticed such a big uptick in ticket sales for both movies that 
the double features could be real. People are doing that. I really and hope the little theaters pick up on this because you I could, hope so too. You could keep people there like six, seven hours mm-hmm. and think of all the concessions they're going to buy. We've, we've so joked many. in the past about so like the, the UFC fights and the, the wrestling promotions and things like that that we've done at our larger complexes. Yeah, because like a UFC... people are there like four hours because yeah. that's how long the events are. And it's like the concessions are amazing. Like you sell two, three hundred dollars worth of tickets, but each one of those people is buying three different times Mm -hmm. concessions it's like this is awesome well if you can do it with two movies and have a double feature fill up you know what would be even better is if oppenheimer had an intermission built in so that you could do barbie (laughs) all the theaters are like please god no get your snacks after barbie (laughs) it oppenheimer intermission there could be like four snack times in there (laughs) could be four i know we're big proponents of the intermission but at this. a three and a half hour movie, Chris, if anybody was going to do it, Christopher Nolan would have edited it that perfect. He really should have added <laughs> an edit. Should have thought about that. Should have thought about the audiences yeah. instead of his yeah. own movie. So then his <laughs> yeah. real, real a film could have been 11 and a half miles long instead of 11. You know, and then he could have been real big dog, but instead <laughs> he just wants to be little big dog. Well, the numbers that I had an issue with are these projections that came out of this article, too. <laughs> yeah, I question kyle's numbers here i didn't make up the numbers no i know but let's get them out there and and then so that you're on record for having said that these are the numbers as just of like now. you told me moonfall was going to be great <laughs> <laughs> i think you might like it ken <laughs> question mark narrator he did not, <laughs> he did not. It's a, the moon is a satellite base <laughs> full of aliens yeah why not <laughs> what the hell Look, it was a it was a rough time. Movies were just was, coming back. It was a sad time. It was a slow trickle, but we got <laughs> we're getting to the Barbies and the Oppenheimers. Now we're here. We've hit the pinnacle of movie going. <laughs> so, based on what I've heard, not my own thoughts, but based on what I've heard, Kyle's guarantee. <laughs> Barbie is projected to open up to ninety five million, while Oppenheimer is projected to open up to forty five million. These are astronomical projections. For one week, like a weekend. Yeah. Weekend. These are big numbers. I mean, people, the... people are getting a lot of double feature tickets. I, th- I, I think it could happen. That's like the I think it th- might happen too. I feel more confident in this happening than, I hate to say it, unfortunately, there was some talk of Mission doing $95 million, and I don't think that's going to happen now. I mean, mm, what do we okay. have this yeah. year? We have um, Ant-Man. Guardians of the Galaxy. Do we have any other hundred million dollar openers? Fast and no, 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 it didn't. That's right. Mario. Mario. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah, this could be the third or fourth biggest opening of the year with Barbie. (laughs) If you would have said that, I mean, hey, I would last year, two years ago. If you'd have said that when they first announced they were oh, going to do it like it a was decade that, ago. T- or that terrible like teaser trailer with the Barbie legs and the You apes, mean the brilliant one? That was awful. <laughs> but after, <laughs> but after I saw this. that and I was like, it's going to make $100 million, I would have been like, no, no, yeah. no, no. You guys are crazy. <laughs> I know. And then. Okay, maybe it's a little far-fetched, but. Oppenheimer, the biggest things against it are the rating and the runtime. Yep. I, unfortunately, I mean, it's Christopher Nolan. It's going to do a number because of who he is. It's going to get great ratings, great critical ratings. Right. But three hours long, it's hard to get enough shows in a day. You can't. And I, are, sure. I have a lot yeah. of locations that don't do late shows anymore because of staffing issues. So if during the week I have a four and I have a seven, 
I'm going to get those two shows in where if sometimes I can squeeze in a third one if the runtime's small. 90 minutes, yeah. Yeah. But on the weekend, I definitely only get three. Mm-hmm. And that's if I'm lucky. If And that's only if they decide to open it early. movie at one o'clock. Yeah. And, and that's not, tough. Nobody will go to that. Yeah, that's a tough sell. So it's it'll be interesting to see if these pan out. But if these do, this is a huge boon for Warner Brothers who hasn't had any luck Poor Warners. Recently. Yeah. Yeah, it's been kind of tough. They've got Dune and and Wonka, and they've got lots of stuff coming up, but it's, they need this. If this is 93 million, they're going to be developing the ball this year. They they had to go through all that um, stream, those films that were supposed to be on streaming, but then they put in theatrical, but they had to keep low print counts because they were streaming deals. So that was tough. Oh, I was talking about two years ago when they went day day with everything, and that was a nightmare. I mean, their you know their last few titles were like that and so they really didn't have anything they were kind of gearing up to flash was supposed to be their big one and then Mm -hmm. that just was such a mess that man they really need barbie yeah no kidding i really want them i really want barbie to do good for them i do have a question for you guys um because i was thinking about this the other day do you think that general audience are excited about this just because the movies are so drastically different like Barbie obviously is bright and colorful and for just about every type of audience versus Oppenheimer, which is more adult oriented, but it's obviously like the more cinema movie compared to yeah. like the popcorn blockbuster. Or do you think it's because audiences just haven't become used to two blockbuster type movies on the same weekend? Cause really that doesn't really happen very often. Usually it's one big blockbuster in my opinion. And then you see a couple of weeks of spacing and then you get to like the next big blockbuster. No, this is just a random occurrence that yeah. somebody put these two together because we have weekends like this all the time. Where there's a obvious winner picture, like that's gonna be at top and then a yeah. obvious second picture. So But we did this already this year. I mean Elemental and Flash are mm-hmm. came out the same weekend. They, they we expected Flash to do a massive number early yeah. in the year. We expected Flash to do this huge mm-hmm. hundred million dollars easy and elemental Pixar Disney animated to be right, right there with it. Mm. And then as things got closer, it was like, Oh no, this is not going to work. It's not tracking. I think but what those is, fit together better than these two. I sure. Like you said, they're so I aggressive. Think what, ha- what helps this is that it's adults driving this. Cause you're not going to, cause elemental was family and kids. And oftentimes that's, what's paired is we break up the audience segment and here's your rated R adult audience. And then here's your family audience. And you guys go to this one, you guys go to this one. And then, but this is taking that adult audience that like a ladies film and a gentleman's film on date film and they're putting them together. And I think that's why it's working more. Because that's a good point. Yeah. You can go to Barbie. It's not really for little kids, although you can take your kids to it, but it's mostly, you know, going to be older people going. Sure. 30 year olds. Old yeah. Up. 20, yeah. I would say 20 year olds and up. Anybody that played with, with the Barbie dolls. 20 year olds had Xboxes, Cody. Ex- ask Kyle I his, don't think that you Kyle get to ninety. Sisters 90... had Barbies. Ask him. Do, do your sisters have Barbies? Yeah, yeah lots. Every, kids yeah. nowadays okay. have Barbies. We have they, boys. Kids so nowadays we... do not have. Yes, Barbies. they do. Yes, they do. We just yes, have boys, do. and we don't see it. We don't see it. We're not no. part of that world. But I'm just saying. I don't know. I, I'm trying to decide if. No, kids is, no, that they would have Barbies. Kids have iPads now. No, they don't give a crap with the Barbie them. app. We, but we have friends <laughs> with little girls, and I know they have Barbies for sure, and they have American Girl dolls. That's those are way different. 
They're not way different. American Girl dolls are really creepy. I'm just saying they, <laughs> they were very creepy. They are very creepy. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they're that they're the still dolls. Kids still play with no, them. No, no, no. I, I grew up with a younger sister in a house full of very immodestly dressed Barbies. <laughs> or not dressed at all Barbies. <laughs> Totes of just naked Barbies everywhere. <laughs> Literally had a tote that they sent her away when she moved out of the house yeah. with that said naked Barbies and Barbie clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Separately. I saw that. <laughs> Why was it labeled naked Barbies? They were because they naked. were all naked. Because there was 20 of them in there. But have you together. ever tried to put clothes on Barbies? I mean, come on. It's just it's a I nightmare. Mean, I, yeah, all right. Whatever. I just realized I don't care. <laughs> I think we're getting off track. I think the point is that they're adults and... And that's why I think it can come together a lot easier. You're not breaking up the demographics. This is age one. wise. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. This is one that can go together and maybe one's more female skewed and one's more male, but that's like perfect date night. But you I know? think you, but for I, the, for the double feature, I think for Oppenheimer, it probably is like gender skewed, but I think for Barbie, like even males are also like interested in this. Cause Cause it looks fun. Yeah. I think that's part of it, but I, I do get what you mean about, Tar- both movies targeting for adults. I think that's a really good uh, point. I kind of feel like it's guys that go to single guys that go to a yoga class. Like there'd be girls there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this could be the new yoga class. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but if these projections hold, I mean, I think if these two together for the three day do a hundred million, that's a huge number. Yeah, no, that 100, would be 120 is massive. I think it's going to go over hundred. That would be a great weekend. I think if, if Barbie doesn't make it to, 90 i do if it doesn't think make it till 90 projections think, last week were 60 was the high water mark last no, week. no it was yeah. 80 it, it was it was 80 last week well they do their big windows like 60 to 80 oh well know? i just saw 80 yeah. and i thought that made sense i this think is, 80 this is, is where the same conversation I was like 15 to 45 yeah, yeah i read or, you know article. whatever this is the same <laughs> argument i had with somebody on the phone yesterday that sound of freedom was beating indiana jones for the gross because it beat it on july 4th when it opened oh yeah <laughs> and it was like yeah it beat it on a tuesday right <laughs> like what about and what then about you the look at wednesday days? thursday friday the rest yeah. of the days it's it's still indiana jones is gonna 2x sound of freedom yeah for the run <laughs> like it's not even gonna be close <laughs> but it was like uh, because it was in an article that said sound of freedom beats indiana jones right they just read the headline yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like why am i having this argument right now <laughs> So, yeah, I think we just need to bring up this Barbenheimer thing because it's very possible theaters everywhere are going to be noticing its impact. Yeah. And it's really exciting. I'm really happy to see that there's even the most general of audiences having this type of excitement for more than one movie. Yeah. It's really refreshing. I have said I've never seen the actual like double feature being pushed Mm -hmm. that wasn't a drive-in. That this yeah. is an indoor double feature. I've just never seen it happen before. Well, yeah, like by accident in yeah, a way. When you weren't doing a, um, like, you know, uh, where you see the first few films before the new film comes out, mm-hmm. like a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. There that's only that's the word oh, sorry i just blanked on the word yeah a that's scheme all... if you will. it's like it's like it's you like a hundred meter race <laughs> but you do it for like 26 miles yeah. <laughs> when they do a marathon or where they show prequels to the new sequel that sort of situation yeah that has come become more popular only in recent years too as they keep you know redoing old franchises <laughs> we can keep ushering up them from the depths of right. the vaults and replaying the originals i know so. no we're 
pumped for the next two weeks are going to be going to be fun movie oh going gosh, yeah. and then if somehow some way haunted mansion does a decent number you know it's going to be an awesome end to the the summer right you know i mean if these two go big then i don't care what haunted mansion or teenage mutant Ninja turtles do Right, but you know we don't have a kids show until Turtles because Haunted Mansion's not a kids show. Ken's gonna hate it that I'm bringing this up, but I remember Cody suggesting that July will be the big part of the summer and not June. And Ken and I were thinking, are you forget about? Ken and I were saying that you're clearly forgetting about everything awesome that (laughs) is releasing in June. And now look where we are now. (laughs) So we'll we should give Cody that point. Right. We'll see how it pans out. Okay, Turtles is in in August. Of course, we're gonna count. circle back to this. Turtle, turtles uh. won't count, no. But Sound of Freedom is in July, and that'll bump up my numbers a little bit. And that's yeah. gonna prove my point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just have Transformers, and <laughs> June is still gonna win. Sorry, Cody. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Get out there and see Mission Impossible, and and then get your tickets for Barbenheimer. <laughs> Barbenheimer. <laughs> yeah, the pirate movie. <laughs> oh, bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.